Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, from the aspiring to the veteran, with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. Today we have a really cool guest that some of you might know from TikTok. He's the leader of the ever-growing Mimic Army. It's the AMDM. Please welcome Lee. <laughs> my mimic army <laughs> well first of all thanks for coming on man really oh no appreciate it. this is always entertaining because i'm like somebody wants to talk to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah we actually had our first interview not long ago we're like what no <laughs> oh, yeah i was like uh sure it's it's, it's always frightening yeah um you know okay so i'll kind of kick it off here uh it's it's great to have you thanks for coming on thank you uh really how did how did you get started in dnd back in junior high our friend of mine goes hey we're doing this thing over at this local comic shop you want to come hang out and do this i'm like sure and they're like okay what do you want to be and I'm like, I have no clue what we're doing. He goes, here. He gave me a handwritten character sheet for a rogue for second edition or for first edition. Mm-hmm. Just a thief character yeah. sheet. You know, the 30% chance of finding, you know, I think it was a half elf or elf. What I don't even remember all of it. And I was, I had a blast. I went back home, grabbed my other friends that lived right next to me and said, here, we're going to play this game. And yeah, we're going, it's a dungeon and there's a monster to fight here a dragon and yeah roll those dice yeah you hit i had no rules i had <laughs> i had the one character sheet that we copied like three or four times and that's how that's how i got into it oh yeah it's it's it like i'm from that generation too you know ad and d first edition it was amazing the first time you play it's a dungeon i mean yeah, it's, it's it's a dungeon crawl that's it and then, you know, you start to get, oh, there's graph paper and I can draw dungeons mm-hmm. by, by the graph paper, by the stack, just have just dungeon after dungeon after dungeon. So much fun. No oh. rhyme or reason to any of them. No, there really <laughs> wasn't a story. It was just straight dungeon crawl. Yep. How did uh, a dragon get into there? It's only a 10 by 10 room. <laughs> it's, it's magic. That's the, the end all be all of excuses. How did it happen? Yeah. I don't know. Magic. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you told us your first character somebody just gave to you. So I'll, I'll go a little different direction. Because that's usually one of the questions we ask is, uh, do you remember your first character? Uh, who is your favorite character? My favorite character that I have ever played will be Professor Nikolai T. Whipplebottom. Morte, morte, morte. He is a he was a wild magic sorcerer uh, that I built for the Tyranny of Dragons okay. campaign. And he never believed he did magic. He was always science. And he was a snake oil salesman. <laughs> I actually designed a wagon that the side would fold down to form his stage and just never a bad deal <laughs> just <laughs> always looking uh looking for the the best way he can make money and stay alive the, okay. it, it, it came to the point where the party whenever the we were going towards ah 
yes uh there's a dragon over there let's uh you know there's none one over there but the party would drag him that's awesome <laughs> um and in game i would keep an actual journal you know the beast basically his his ver- his version of events which oh okay uh, <laughs> completely made him out to be the one that finished off tiamat and <laughs> whole nine yards he was oh, just I love it. absolutely i actually wrote it down um are you all familiar with knights of the dinner table no, I'm not. So. Oh, Knights of the Dinner Table is the longest running cartoon comic book about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. okay. With it's never had a reset like volume one going back. Uh, it's been around forever. Well, they actually published some of the Professor Whipplebottom's journal entries. Oh, wow. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, you, you'll, you'll definitely ought to go check out Knights of the Dinner Table. Yeah. I oh, definitely will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've been will. around for. Ever. And it's not it's it's a it's a comic book about D players, <laughs> not necessarily yeah. the game. Got you. Yes. <laughs> are you familiar? Well, are you familiar with the game Hackmaster? Yes. Hackmaster no. originated in Knights of the Dinner Table. It's okay. That's the same company that awesome that, that okay. did it. Okay, so I'm gonna go another direction and as a DM, because I'm assuming you've been how long have you been a DM for? Let's see. I've been playing since I was about 13. Uh, I'll let you do the math from <laughs> to that till almost 50. So most of that time has been as the dungeon master. Yeah. Okay. I've, so I've been more dungeon master than I've been player. Yeah. Okay. So who's your favorite character to ever DM for? Oh, now that I've started playing online, with the discord server there's been a lot of characters that i've enjoyed the characters because of the players but i'm gonna have to say my children yeah um because one of them has the like crazy dice rolls like he is the anti-wheaton when it comes to dice rolls <laughs> <laughs> and the other one knows more about the player's handbook and the dungeon master's guide. I have forgotten stuff that he is like, Oh, it's on page 23 uh, down at the bottom left-hand corner there. You'll <laughs> say it says. And so when we've been playing in our, in a, at home and one of them pulls one of those rules out that I have completely forgotten, you know, about, that's one of those, oh, proud moments. Or when they recognize from my description of the environment exactly what the monster is. <laughs> you know, it's that I hate you because you know what I'm about to attack right. you with, but I'm <laughs> yeah. so proud. Yes. <laughs> That's, it, it's going to be my kids. They're the ones I've had most fun gaming, being a DM for. If yeah, you, don't you really get to see them, you get to see them grow in it. It's yeah. yes, it's definitely interesting. Yes. How, how old are your kids? Uh, 17 and 19 or 18 and 19. And they're right in that. One of them's about to have a birthday. Now I think, Oh my God, does he turn 20 this month, this year? <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I got a 17. Year math. Old I got to go back and do the math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, got, have, I have a six year old. Uh, and I was just wondering, uh, how, how long have you guys been playing with your kids? Did you start young or. 
I did. Yes. I actually tried to, cause you know, I'm a dungeon master and I've been playing forever. So that means of course I have written my own RPG, like every other dungeon master has been playing forever. <laughs> uh, for a while there, I was getting really big into wanting to get into game design and do up board games and things like that. Mm-hmm. I have Google documents of ideas. Nice. Uh, so I'd gotten the idea when they were little using shapes with a little cartoon image to do Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Like a little storytelling where I would hold up an image of a, a little cartoon castle and have them tell me what was needed, but actually have like, all right, to do anything on here, you have to have two triangles that are blue and one square that is green, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. We tried doing that, but, you know, the little kids, mine were very much eating the chalk. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> more interested in the paint and the box than the than the game itself. But I tried starting and every few years I would jump in and go, hey, let's do this. And until finally, uh, when they started getting in their mid teens, okay, early teens, they started really taking an interest into it. Awesome. But I've been trying since they were old enough to to start recognizing two, the difference between two things. That's right. when I started trying. Nice. I mean, and what was their what was their first campaign uh, when when they finally started getting into it in their early well, teens? They, well, that's funny because we're still running that first campaign. Oh, cool. Uh, we've been robbed. This camp, particular campaign that I've been running at home, I've been running for seven years now. Uh, well, the I've been running it for seven years with various players and it's just been continuation continuation people players would swap in and we just continue with the storyline and it's going to end when it's when they finally reach level 20 but sometimes they've died off or get tired of playing their characters before then uh so these guys now are level 13 with their characters and they have been playing it for at least five, playing into this one for at least five years now. Wow, that's awesome. I thought ours was long with with two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we've already went through. We did a lot, though. We were playing every day during COVID. That's true. Oh. And we're talking three, four hours a night every day. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was one of those that, you know, uh, half of us di- didn't have jobs uh, because of COVID. And the others, we we got off at five o'clock. So it's like, hey, uh, you want to get a game in? Yeah, sure. Let's pop on Zoom. <laughs> and so it was like, all right, so Wednesday to Monday, we're just playing. <laughs> like, oh, did you guys play on Tuesdays? Nah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, six, sometimes seven days a week was that was a lot to uh, to DM, honestly, <laughs> which is what another question for you. I know you're running a bajillion games right now. All right. So actually, no, I'm, I'm only running four right now. I had to think about it. (laughs) I have my home game on Sundays, Mm -hmm. Monday night. Um, we're attempting to do a podcast thing. Uh, Tuesday nights is our, is a game that I started with my mods that are on my discord server. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the ones that they're not doing anything that the player that I come up with. I just started one on Thursday night for Patreon supporters. That is a full campaign. 
it's, well, it's going to be like Tuesday night and just full focus only on these players. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night, I DM for a rotating cast because the it's for the discard discord members and it's a first come first serve basis. Oh, cool. It's a, uh, they're all members of a military order. And this mission is you guys have gotten chosen for this mission. Go out and take care of it. That's not cool. a lot of RP. It's more of get there, fight, mm-hmm. report back. They do all the RPing on the server. Interesting. And it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you said that they're, they do the RP on, on the Discord server. Is it just like uh, on their own or are you facilitating the RP? We or? have, uh, it started with just one little extra thing. Like this is, they're here. You can RP some stuff in this room mm-hmm. while in between the games. And then that built up to now there's shops. There's different, each, some buildings have multiple rooms in them, all in different little categories. And it started with one of my, just one of my players on there. Uh, She was just like, hey, can we do this? I have an idea. And she started DMing a little bit. And she's become one of my top mod. She's my top mod. She's my, if it's on the server, she's the one that's playing with it and moving things around. And so she she runs uh, a lot of little events during the week Mm -hmm. that the bots and stuff on the server can handle. And then she runs a game on Sunday nights. I have another gentleman uh, on there. Angel without a sin or with a sin is the one that does everything. She's also a great artist. I I snuck her into my mod team so I could use her skills. Uh, (laughs) And then I have uh, Chris who comes on there and he runs one. He's become a mod because he's running a game on Thursdays for everybody. So we have like, Three games plus some mini games and whatever else that goes on in there mm-hmm. a week. So it's okay. a lot of RP. Well, th- I mean, this is a good segue then. Uh, where can every one of our listeners, uh, all seven of them, uh, find the AMDM? <laughs> uh, find us on Twitch, uh, where I stream the four times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us, uh, find me on TikTok the amdm that's where I, I spend my other bit of time uh our discord channel is called the table okay uh if you find me on tiktok uh i have a link tree in there in the bio that has links to everything i also got you know the zazzle shop the whatever else we can pull in patreon mm-hmm. all of that good stuff nice that's awesome um so pivoting off of, uh, I know we've talked about like your favorite, uh, your favorite characters and your favorite characters to run. Um, I actually really curious because I love, I love monsters. I love creatures. It's my thing. Um, I love lore with creatures. Uh, what is your favorite creature to run? Gelatinous cube. I, love- I absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just watching the other guy's faces when such I said a that, quick like, answer <laughs> i love it uh, actually i do love gelatinous cubes i love gelatinous cubes i love owlbears and i love mimics i've become somewhat synonymous on tiktok for my mimics for my <laughs> love of mimics uh in fact i mean the Ooh, nice. nice very nice turned my uh, your mug <laughs> my mug into a mimic uh 
so it's mimics. I, I, I love mimics. I actually put a mimic in every single one of my games. Every oh, session wow. that I run has a mimic somewhere in there. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and what's your favorite mimic story that someone has encountered where you, that you ran? Ooh, that someone has encountered. So that's a, that's a really hard question there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite mimic story is whenever everyone thinks they're all nice and good. And then it's happened multiple times in the, in my discord games where they're like, all right, we finally beat the bad boss. I'm going to go searching through these crates. They've got like four hit points left. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, we're going to open son of a <laughs> getting attacked by mimics. <laughs> TPKing a party because, well, not quite TPK, but getting real close to TPKing a party because they decided to do they decided to be greedy and the mimic took care of it <laughs> and almost killed everyone yeah uh, i love those um i love catching people by surprise with my creatures um speaking of catching people on surprise with your creatures um i'm actually my my big thing is that i really love running horror campaigns especially where mimics fit very well in as well, mimics, gelatinous cubes. Most creatures actually can be kind of tweaked to fit really well in a in a horror campaign. Um, how do you feel about horror in, in Dungeons and Dragons? I love it. Um, a long time ago, I decided not to run in the Forgotten Realms any longer mm -hmm. because there was so much lore there. And if I screw something up, somebody's going to go. And I didn't want to have the argument like, oh, that's not how, you know, Oh yeah, that would never go over that way because he stays over here in the Dell lands. And I'm like, it's my game. <laughs> so I started my own, you know, built my own campaign world out. And I have a section on there, which is basically Ravenloft. It's that, that dark horror section. And that country is currently in a cold war with my discord server country that my discord players are on so right now i am running every game i've run this month and all the way up to halloween is building up to a fight with the embassy members from this horror country in this other thing so i i love mixing that in there and of course my wife loves to play call of cthulhu so Ooh, i love call of cthulhu yeah, uh, we play a lot when when it's not Dungeons and Dragons, it's Call of Cthulhu or the Palladium Megaversal uh, Beyond the Supernatural game. Nice, that's awesome. I I love Call of Cthulhu. I love. We also we also got into World of Darkness at one point, all of us. So that was that was really played great. a lot of World of Darkness. Oh, okay. That's that's oh. my game. That's what I usually run as World of Darkness. I actually um I got introduced to World of Darkness through the University of Houston's LARPing group. Okay. They had uh every other Saturday night, they had a uh a World of Darkness LARP going on and a friend of mine invited me out to it. And I loved it until I got killed by some vampires or some werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is why I don't like the Malkavians in the game. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they it's that's my that's my bread and butter, really. I love D D. I love being a player more than a DM in D D, but I love running World of Darkness. It's just so it's a little bit more RP heavy. 
Yeah. And I, we didn't, I really we didn't play it that way. We played yeah. <laughs> we played a lot of combat, but because we all we also played in a Sabat campaign. Okay, so yeah, that's that's yeah, a little bit more mil- militia like yeah militant. Yeah. I mean it's it is like that, but that's uh really that's that's old world of darkness. There's a whole new I I have the newest. I bought it because somebody said I should get back into it and i read through it and i was like (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot it is a lot there there's there's definitely good points to both i i I, I was halfway through the book and i couldn't tell how to make the character yet (laughs) yeah 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 that's that's definitely the vampire one that's definitely it uh my latest one was a werewolf but i've got i've got plans for a hunter campaign i've got plans for definitely several others so I, I took a nosedive into it when we when we played, and I like I I was reading all the lore on it, and I was like, "This is a lot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't read the the upgraded, the newest edition lore, other than trying to get through the the vampires. Yeah, I mean, I'm so bad. I can't realize I couldn't. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I do. I know what you mean. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely. Is there any other? kind of uh tabletop games you play besides D and Dabble of darkness uh for for rpgs tabletop mm-hmm. rpgs i stick usually with dungeons and dragons or the rifts palladium system okay uh because i love the palladium fantasy there and just their magic system and usually we deal with the superheroes in the world of dark or not world of darkness the beyond the supernatural now when it comes to tabletop games things like talisman we love playing flux mm-hmm. um what else do i got over there Mostly ta- talisman we've got a tesoro munchkin munchkin um i don't know there are there's a bunch of them over there but we've focused more on B D because yeah yeah now let me ask you this as an as an older player and i don't i don't mean to kind of hog questions i'm talking to somebody that has been playing as long as me so this is rare <laughs> 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 so how you've seen it change yes i mean we've we've seen it go from the beginning to what it is now how did you take the changes as they came okay Was, <laughs> so you know you had the first edition mm-hmm. then you had your advanced so advanced is where i take officially started playing then yeah. you had second edition come out and i started playing on that and i wasn't as big of a fan of second edition as uh i was of you know ad and d yeah but i was playing i played it for a little while but then i started getting into some of the other tabletop rpg you started getting into gurps and the steve jackson games and i was introduced to a much larger realm gamma world and champions marvel superhero so i started playing in all of these and then still dabble back into DD. then when third edition came out i was actually working at a game store in the mall and i was like okay i loved the cover all right, so I'm reading through it. I'm like, this feels, this feels like first edition again. This feels, I'm ready. I'll get all hyped up, you know, buying all the books as they came out, and was loving it. 
and then 3.5 hit and we're like we're gonna re-release the, the book again i'm like it hasn't even been a year you know it felt like it had happened so quickly that i i stepped away from from D again started playing them palladium fantasy it's like all they're doing is bringing out more books to the they're with their already broken system you know let's just, <laughs> let's just continue playing that and then somewhere around about a year or two before fifth edition came out i was talking with some friends at work and i think critical role had just hit and i saw an episode of that i was like oh man I haven't played D&D in a while. Just straight up Dungeons and Dragons. So I got my books out and convinced a couple of friends from work to come over and play and convinced my wife to come out. And she goes, well, I'm not going to play unless I can play this particular type of character, which was like a, I want to play a, a, a cross between a halfling and a tiefling. Like there's no rules for this. So we, we homebrewed her a class or a race and started playing again and loved it. And then I got a hold of the fifth edition playtest D and D next. Uh, I it, let's just say it ended up in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I was like, I am switching over to fifth edition. I'm jumping right into it, both hands, knees deep. And I've it, each. It's like every other edition I've really liked. Yeah, it's like Windows up, you know. Yeah, new programs. I've liked every other one of them. Yeah, no, three point five was a slog. Three point five was just math, but so much. Paizo was brilliant. They took instead of they took the three point five. There's like, all right, we're now running our own thing. We'll just keep adding some supplements here and there, build it up, and then when uh, Dungeons and Dragons went to fifth edition. Paizo, their brilliant move. All their backbone was based on 3.5 and just went forward with it. And Pathfinder is freaking amazing. Business-wise, it was an amazing deal. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it because there's just so much there. But yeah, it, remi- it reminds me of the Palladium. So that's what I am a fan of because it's <laughs> just, just that number crunching. Have you... Yeah. Uh, have you got a chance to take a look at the D and one, the, the new. Yes. Uh, I actually, I'm really enjoying that. Um, so far there's been a few things that, uh, I've had issues with like the critical damage only being on melee and hand to hand stuff. And I'm like, yeah, if I can, if I have to roll a dice to hit it, I should get a chance to crit. And yeah, I agree with that one. And even if we go to to D and D one, I, I'm probably going to keep that rule. It's it's the one good thing about D and D that I've liked about the whole thing is they tell you use whatever you want. I'm still using the crit rules from D and D next. Oh, nice! Which hmm. is roll the dice or max your dice out, mm-hmm. take the max damage you could possibly roll, and then roll and add it oh, to it. Yeah, so yeah. you're doing. Some damage. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. That's the way we've done it, and that's way. And I just love it because it makes that critical hit feel like it's important. Yeah, Yeah. it hits harder. 
And I mean, Watsy did a did a really smart thing when they they put in the DMG the the Dungeons Masters guide. The first sentence is, "Hey, this is your game. These rules are basically guidelines." And then they go into the the rules of the game, because you know it. I think that as far like as far as I'm concerned, is D and D is the the community tabletop RPG. They're the ones that. It's like it can be just the introductory one because I mean D and D has a lot more of the uh, the the marketing and the the face value, um, especially you know with uh, Satanic Panic and and now you know Stranger Things and and reliving the the Satanic Panic and going through all that, um, they're getting a lot of FaceTime, so it brings people into the community, but they're still giving that caveat like oh well I mean if you like uh, the 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 magic system uh, from this tabletop, or if you like seven C's and you want to do a pirate campaign that way, well, by all means, it's your game. You know, here's just a, a basics of it. Uh, I, I've called it the open source of, of RPG systems. That's it is the, it. I yeah. think it was designed to be homebrewed on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I, back in AD and D you had like, eight things you could be and that was it yeah yeah <laughs> that's it just these eight things you're good <laughs> yep. uh, so one of the things that we do uh that hopefully you'll be uh, interested in as well uh, on our interviews is we try to come up collectively with an npc uh and if you're if you're down for that we can get into that all right not a problem <laughs> <laughs> so uh First thing, of course, with an NPC, uh, what's your favorite race? What what, what race are we going to use for this NPC? The my favorite race is actually gnomes. I think nice. I, I keep going back to them. Love them, uh, and I don't know why. Because they're fun. They're hobbits. <laughs> they're hobbits. <laughs> I think it's because they're short. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's gnomes, halflings, and kinder. Those are like the three that you yeah, get a lot. <laughs> that's mine. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll go around the table. Uh, Thorn, what is the name of our gnome? Our gnome is called Jacob Rocksplitter. Jacob Rocksplitter. I didn't ask me to name this one because I am so terrible at it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there was a reason for that. <laughs> well, oh. there's a, I have a tip for you then. Fantasy name generator. <laughs> we, use oh, yes. no, we, we plug them like crazy on our Patreon. We plug them like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they, always, they always put me on the spot and I'm like looking around like at those scenes in movies where I'm like, oh, um, Coca, Coca-Cola. I, <laughs> I definitely do that. <laughs> It's, you know, after Bone Daddy came up with uh, Simon, spelt semen, uh, we stopped asking him for uh, for names. <laughs> As he's embarrassed. Yeah, I did that be. on purpose. <laughs> and he should be. <laughs> it's, it's forever encapsulated in a published oh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, okay, so now that we've thoroughly embarrassed you, Bone Daddy, uh, what is... Who who is our our Jacob Rock Splitter? Is he a quest giver? Is he a shopkeeper? What are, what are we doing? Um, he's a shopkeeper. Okay. He sounds like a shopkeeper. He sounds like he sells really exotic stones. Like he's like, oh look, I have this one. You'll never find it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then I get to throw it to Lee. Uh, what's the name of our shop? 
Oh, the name of the shop is uh, Stone's Throw. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Very like like that a lot. I think I just used that in one of my games recently. That's why we do that stuff all the time. We do that stuff all the time. The biggest clients is uh, Stone Giants. Just like pick up a knife. <laughs> Free throwing capability. It's it's more of a giant quarry than a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you needed another rock? Yeah, I got one right over there. <laughs> it's only been used by one giant previously. Uh, <laughs> used rocks. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to use this. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we we need to come up with a, a small, quick, uh, like backstory for for Jacob. Now you throw me. This is <laughs> this is. Uh, I okay. have books for this. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> the thing is, is with at least my players, I, I DM for a table of dms so they love tripping me up with this shit and it's like okay so yeah you, you come into the shop stones throw you meet jacob he's there selling rocks and they're like well why is he selling rocks why who wants to what know are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, who sent you <laughs> okay okay we'll we'll use this okay so jacob is extremely paranoid okay. extremely paranoid so nobody really knows the true story of why he sells rocks or the rocks he sells, where they come from, because he doesn't tell anybody. They never they never show up. There's no trucks or anything loading them no, off. Just they just appear. Rocks. They just appear. Did you sell a thousand of these? Yes. And this will be a thousand and one. Do you want it or not? Yeah. Because <laughs> I have 15 other people that want this rock. It's just, it's like they all they're all charmed. Um, are they all <laughs> just a return? <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, is Jacob awesome. is paranoid, paranoid, paranoid. Yeah, I like that's that. his backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for indulging us, Lee. That was that's awesome. I'm going to definitely good. use that. We have a we have a town from uh, uh, we interviewed historically laced uh, cosplay and they came up with an NPC uh, halfling. And we threw it into a town that's almost all short people. It's just <laughs> for whatever reason, we came up with the town for a town of the month thing for Patreon. And every time somebody throws us a gnome or a halfling or even a kinder, we just kind of put it into that town. And it's like, so I, I'm slowly building a secret town that's going to get thrown at my players. <laughs> and it's just going to have chaos ensue. <laughs> With all of these, because I, I don't know if it's just my games, but gnomes, halflings, and kinders, especially kinders because of D&D lore, but it's always chaos. I don't think that there's ever like a, you know, even a serious gnome is still chaotic in oh, some yeah. way. <laughs> I have, because um, I've I'm building my own campaign world, but I like mm -hmm. all of the campaign worlds that are out there. So I'm a real big fan of Eberron. So in my world... The area that's the Eberron-esque mm -hmm. is all run by gnomes. It's the gnomish nice. homeland. Okay. Uh, gnomes and goblins, because of their ingenuity with devices, right. that's the steampunk area. That's cool. So as we're winding down, uh, what we like to do is we ask our, all of our interviewers, what are a couple of things that makes a good DM? Somebody who uh, has friends. No, that's 
<laughs> that's fair. Um, that's that's what it takes. You have to have at least one friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, bye again. <laughs> no. Tips I always tell uh, new DMs is don't try to do everything at once. Build, start small, a town, and at least one building in there. You know, that's start small and take notes of all your NPC names. I tell them to take a note of, <laughs> of what the name, what they are, and where they were at when the characters met them. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last thing I tell them is remember to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's my big thing. I'm like, take a deep breath. You're good. I promise they're not going to eat you. <laughs> no matter what you plan, your players can go off the rails. And as long as you remember to breathe, you can handle it. That's like great. That's good yeah, advice all around. Right yeah, that's really good advice all around. <laughs> and, so, and oh, hey, one more question. How do you like the sudden influx of all new players? I love it. Uh, isn't it great? I isn't it so it. great? That means that, I actually get to play more. <laughs> well, it's you remember back in the day, it was hard to find people to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really was. was. If you didn't have a good size like comic book shop, I didn't have one in my town. We had to get our dice from a hobby shop, which had more model trains than anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. We had to order dice. It took two weeks to get them. We had, I think, our I think that's why I got into some of the, the other systems like the GURP system and such and Cyberpunk and Shadowrun because they were all D6 Shadowrun. systems. Yes. And I could find D6s. I yeah. will still allow the Monopoly game. <laughs> we had six players. We had six players. I had one D20 for all of us. Yep. I remember there were plenty of times where we had the just the <laughs> chip pieces of paper. <laughs> you know, reaching yeah, the yeah. bag pull that out um we had i had a friend that had a a, a calculator that had a random number generator oh. and we would hit it until it was somewhere in between one and 20 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's all we could do that's but yeah it's the sudden influx and the popularity i mean we're getting a real movie yeah oh that movie looks so good too it looks so good yeah i walked into work the other day and um i work with a bunch of uh uh a bunch of people like none of them are super familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, but I mentioned that I was a DM. They're like, I've always wanted to play. And then I had a whole like yeah. crowd of people on next to my desk. Okay. So hear me out because you know, bone daddy <laughs> sells insurance, right? So uh, make an insurance D and D campaign. Like since, uh, yes, <laughs> since everyone's going to be there that are insurance agents, oh, I, I think it would be interesting. Show. Really break out my acquisitions incorporated book that I have. Yes. <laughs> everybody has that's that book really nobody uses idea. it <laughs> so that's a really good idea and a good way to get into corporate dungeon mastering getting Ooh. a corporate gig as a dungeon i've got to get where's <laughs> make a note of this we just got to start our own company we'll just all four bdms and get hired out yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll join that's our patrons together. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the dream is to to. This one, at least that's my dream. I oh, it's yeah. ours too. I, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm and I, I gotta love that your uh, your your joke tier, right? The Elon Musk tier. <laughs> yes, um, I love we're, that. We are taking we're taking that. Uh, yeah, okay, we're, we're gonna right join our patron. I, uh, somebody had said something, and 
on a, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? So at Elon Musk, hey, <laughs> I've got a tier just for you on D&D <laughs> for Dungeons and Dragons. And Cinema tweeted this little thing. And then I did another one, like reply to it for Jeff Bezos. I said, hey, I got a spot at the table for you, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because it was one of those, if I never ask them, they're, the answer is no. Yeah. Now I've asked them. I put the ball in their court. Yeah. There you go. Never hurts to ask. Oh no. yeah. And I mean, it's it's just a Twitter tweet, right? Like it's it's not like it's going to hurt you, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably the only thing I've posted on Twitter in six months or more. Nice. And just... didn't I see you have a, a YouTube channel as well? Or yeah, actually, not... the YouTube channel is still there, and mm-hmm. that's what started all of this. Okay. Uh, I did the YouTube for. See, we moved to Michigan about five years ago, and I started doing YouTube. I did video every day for over a year. Yeah, and I was (laughs) trying to do little things with it. And then it was like, ah, nothing's happening. I have, you know, 25 subscribers. I'm Mm -hmm. getting burnt out of doing it every day. And when COVID hit, my wife goes, here. Look at TikTok. I'm like, it's nothing but, you know, dancing little teeny boppers and just he goes, well, <laughs> eventually you'll find something you like. And then I was like, I saw something came across for some D&D or something. I was like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then that's what what started the downfall of yeah. my life outside of work (laughs) (laughs) and just mimic content was how i found you (laughs) i don't even remember how that started i i don't remember the first video i saw but i think because you you do have this awesome maniacal laughter uh (laughs) yeah lots of practice yeah lots of practice and i uh, you there was a video that you duetted or stitched whatever that uh it had a a mimic art and it was uh there was a it was the king mimic and you you did a a laugh with that one and uh it was just funny because the very next video on the fyp was you again saying yeah so i keep getting tagged in all these mimic videos uh (laughs) and so you just started and rolled with it uh which is great (laughs) something and i just kept going with it because and it got associated with mimics so i get sent every anything that's mimic related i get sent <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is yeah. if it's slightly mim- mimic related i get sent it and uh, uh every new rick roll that somebody finds i get sent as well <laughs> that's funny and i will get them all back as too i last time i did that um because i do a giveaway every mm-hmm. so often uh, I just did a 20, 20K giveaway, which is the guy that did the video had to do six videos to show everything that was in it. Oh, wow. Uh, but the first one I did, because of all the Rick rolls I got, I was like, all right. I put it up there, and only 600 people had signed up to, to get the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you got to find the phrase in this video. You know, it'll pop up by the end of the video, and that's what you have to reply with to enter the win. <laughs> And then it's three minutes of never going to give you (laughs) the phrase at the end of it was there's not a phrase. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I was live on discord at the time Mm -hmm. and on, on TikTok. I was streaming on Twitch and stuff. Yeah. And 
it's going up like an inch live now. And I can hear people's through people's headsets, the Rickroll <laughs> card. And then people are like, you son of a. <laughs> uh, I will get more people back. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we were talking about the the Elon Musk tier. I think that it is the dream, right, to to just play DM forever Um and that's that's kind of what we're we're trying to to work towards. Uh, we have a thing that we're we're interviewing our way up to uh, to the, the likes of Matt Mercer and and Brennan Lee Mulligan. We're eventually they're going to be you, on our podcast. I don't know you how know? you step down from from uh, Stoker to me. Uh, you <laughs> this, you was not a step down. Nah, <laughs> you went backwards on that one. <laughs> the Stoker interview was good though. It was. Good. She's great. She was yeah. amazing. But uh, I mean, it, it's it's been fun, and the the with uh, the reason well, I was telling you about, we're gonna steal that that tier. Uh, we're we're definitely putting that there. Uh, I mean, even if it's something like uh, I don't know, ten grand, even. I mean, hey, if you're gonna pay that much for a month, I'll, I'll be wherever you want to be. <laughs> That's, right. That's what I figured. Uh... <laughs> Just let me know. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I'll quit right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> So, but we're winding down. Uh, any last uh, comment for new for new players for uh, a new DM? I know you gave our, our three really good tips, but what is that thing from uh, the Flash? Draw the plan, follow the plan, expect the plan to go out the windows, make a new plan. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's that's, that's my, DMing in a nutshell. That's DMing yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, stick, yeah, stick with us for a little bit. We're going to do some bonus content for Patreon. Uh, but listeners, this is the AMDM Lee. Remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. <laughs>